five feminine ways to keep a man's interest. In this video, you will discover what to do and what not to do in order to actually make sure that you're not going to lose the man's attention or that you end up giving your power away and it fizzles out in the relationship. But then instead, he continues to pursue and adore you. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd with Magnetizing Men and together with my hubby Brody, we've been helping thousands of successful women all over the world to get the loving long-term relationship they desire fast. So let's go ahead and dive right in. The first feminine way to keep a man's interest is the cliffhanger effect. Now, what I'm talking about here is, of course, keeping a man in dispense. And why is that? Well, because there is a part inside of our brain that wants to predict what happens next. Now, if you open a loop, let's say you go on a date with him, or let's say you have a phone conversation with him, that's called opening the loop, but then you don't close it. So you're actually the one who leaves the phone conversation first and he has to wonder, oh, why? Why is she leaving the phone conversation first? Or why is she excusing herself from the date first? So there's this open loop, this cliffhanger that makes the man wonder, like, what is she up to? Like, where is she going? And so it keeps this man intrigued. And because of that, he's continued to pursue you, call you, text you, think about you as well. Now, the cliffhanger concept, of course, comes from advertisement. You know, as you may have known, you watch your favorite episode of The Bachelor Red or of one of your favorite shows and what happens next right before you find out who got the rose or who won or who's going to get eliminated. What happens? Bam. Advertisement. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hang in there. And this is basically the same that you do with a man. The next feminine way to keep a man's interest is own your shadow. Now, this is actually a much more complex topic. I do want to address it, though, because it goes a long way and it gets you results fast. Why is that? Well, let me first tell you what a shadow is. Essentially, we all have sort of ways where we criticize ourselves or we judge ourselves. Now, for some of us, this can be, you don't want to be called selfish because maybe you had a narcissistic mom the way I did, or maybe you don't want to be called a bitch, right? Because you don't want to come off as aggressive, like maybe your dad was the whole time, or maybe you don't want to be called heartless, or you don't want to be called like really fill in the blank, whatever causes shame inside of you which means a reactive pattern because that's exactly what you don't want to be called. That's what's called a shadow. Now, what's so powerful about owning your shadow, meaning that if somebody were to say to you, well, you're such a bitch, that you can actually say, thanks for noticing. Because you have a positive relationship to this word as opposed to you had before a negative relationship. That, of course, doesn't make you manipulable, right? Like nobody can really manipulate you because like, so what? You know, yes, I can be a bitch at times. And just side note, the reality is we can all be a bitch at times. And this is just the truth. We all have all parts inside of ourselves 
The question is just, are they going to end up being expressed or not? But we all have the capacity to do it, more or less. So this is number one, to actually owning that you have this inside of yourself. Now, the other piece also is by you actually owning. For example, I'll give you the story. When I started owning, like being selfish, because my mom would say, you are so selfish because she knew she could gaslight me with that. I don't know if you remember, but narcissists love to gaslight other people. So if you have a narcissistic mom, she like to gaslight you. Now, why is that? Because then she doesn't have to justify why she's actually selfish. So she turns the tables. Now, because this is happening, right, you can actually set yourself free. Because what happened is when I started to transform my connection to my shadow and no longer judge myself for it, but to actually say, hey, I feel confident with being called selfish, my mom could no longer manipulate me. And of course, the same is true with a man. So man could also no longer manipulate me. Let me give you a story. When I met this guy 13 years ago, because I know Chattos is like a little bit of an interesting concept, but 13 years ago, I met this guy and uh, no, it was actually, yes, 13 years ago and met him online and we started dating and one night he told me, you kiss too much, like you're too, you know, you're too affectionate. Now, one of my shadows was, you know, like, I don't want to be too much, right? Like, and, and some of you may actually relate to that. And so because of that, I normally would have had what's called a shame shield come up. Now, this term actually comes from Brene Brown, um, who's the shame researcher, but Instead of a shame shield coming up, like saying I'm going into defense, I'm protecting myself, I'm saying, well, what about you? You know, you're also not exactly not affectionate or, you know, like we, we sometimes attack someone again when they make us feel embarrassed, right? Or we say, oh, no, 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 I didn't. I'm not that affectionate anyways. I'm not that, you know, I'm not that much interested in kissing anyways. So you go into denial which, of course, I also didn't do that either. What I really did was, like, I didn't really say anything because I'm like, okay, it's kind of you telling me I have blonde hair, which is true. I have blonde hair. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I guess thank you, right? And so I had a new relationship to it, and then he said immediately, oh, no, 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 I'm just kidding. And No, I, I love your, I, I, I love that you hug, and I love that you kiss. Right, so he continued to pursue me even more than he had before because he's like, wow, this woman has some guts to hold her own when I challenge her because the reality was, and this is like a little bit complex again, right? but, but the reality was that he actually felt a little uncomfortable in how close we had gotten. And so then his pattern was to make sort of like a comment, like a sarcastic comment or an ironic comment to kind of kind of create some distance between the two of us. And so how he, how this particular man did that, said by saying, you know, you kiss too much. So when you can hold yourself in that moment, he's going to admire you beyond belief. The next feminine way to keep a man's interest is support his 
goals. Now, this is actually like, you know, you'll see it's like pretty self-explanatory. But, you know, sometimes you can potentially maybe not be so supportive of his goals. And so that's when it becomes a challenge because, of course, like it explains already what it is. But how do you stay authentic to yourself? How do you stay true to yourself when you potentially don't support his goals, right? Or maybe you don't care about it. Like maybe, you know, he has like a goal to go to the, uh, you know, whatever, the, the world championship of soccer or something like that, right? And maybe you have like no interest in sports. Now, what what's important is to discover like why is that important to him? So if you understand the value underneath it, how does it make him feel? It's going to be easier for you to support it because let's say maybe you have a certain hobby and maybe he could care less about that. I think there's this really interesting story in Why Men Love Bitches, which is, of course, a best-selling book. Um, and this particular woman was into Tupperware parties. Now, was that man particularly interested in Tupperware parties? Absolutely not. He, you know, obviously had way better things to do. Um, but because he saw how passionate this woman was and how much life force energy came out of her when she was talking about her Tupperware parties and who was coming and how excited she was and the newest launch that happened with it and so on. He's like, I gotta, I gotta have a, more of this, right? I want to have a piece of this delicious pie. It feels so good inside of my body, inside of my nervous system to have this woman talk about this Tupperware party. So the same is true when it becomes supporting office goals. Now, the other piece I also want to mention is what can sometimes get in the way of you supporting his goals is because it may make you feel inferior, but it may make you feel like, wow, you know, he's already so successful and <clears throat> unconsciously I want to feel a little bit more superior. And I've experienced that a little bit with my own parents as well, how they played that game with each other, right? Um, and then how the one person kept themselves in a superior position is by almost like diminishing, right, the meaning of the goals of the other person. So you want to make sure that's not the case as well. And you want to continue to validate yourself and focus on your own hobbies and really think about, well, what would be my goals? Like what would be, if anything was possible, what would I want to do? Because oftentimes when we get potentially a little insecure, when somebody has like, you know, accomplished something that we haven't or something like this, it's oftentimes because there's this inkling inside of ourselves that wants to do that too. This is saying you spot it, you got it. And I just talked about the shadow. So this is the opposite of the shadow, but same concept. But you see it in another person, you admire it very much. But instead of being envious about it, really find what it is inside of yourself that you want to do that makes you feel that fulfilled or makes you feel that powerful or makes you feel that inspired or fill in the blank. Now, the next feminine way to keep a man's interest is speak less, feel more. I have a saying that goes like this, a queen holds. Here's what happens on a nervous system level. A lot of times 
when you speak, you may speak because out of anxiety, because you want to fill in the gap, because it feels unconscious, uh, uncomfortable to be, yeah, and it's definitely unconscious too. So that was a Freudian slip for sure. It's unconscious. That was a good reminder. Thank you, God. Um, but it's, you feel uncomfortable being in the unknown. And because you feel uncomfortable in the unknown, you would like to almost like talk it out. And, but what's interesting about that is there's, there's almost a part inside of you that you give away. And why is that? Well, because it's almost like it's not processed yet, if that makes sense. So oftentimes when we verbalize something, we're actually still finding ways to find the right words to make sense out of things. So it's not quite cooked yet, if that makes sense. And then because it's not quite cooked yet, what you communicate is not as potent and it doesn't quite completely land the way you wanted it potentially to land. Now, also, you may lose some respect because the man may stop listening because there is so much verbalizing, processing happening that he's trying to figure out, like, how can I help her or what's the point or what is she actually saying as opposed to really saying, let me percolate, let me let that percolate inside of myself or let's say metabolize, if you will, or digest that inside of myself. Let's say you went to a workshop or let's say you had a meeting at work or something like this. And there was something that you're processing. And there's something to be said to just kind of see what is it inside of myself? Like, let me feel into it. So instead of talking and kind of like spinning out and actually leaving your body and actually feeling less and actually being less connected with yourself, what this is suggesting is that you actually connect more with yourself by speaking less because you're feeling more. But in other words, when you feel more, you're not distracting. You know, when you're speaking, you can sometimes distract, you can hide from feeling uncomfortable, you can hide from feeling kind of, you know, insecure potentially, and continue to talk and justify and things like that. And this is a totally unconscious pattern. Now, you may have met a woman where you may have gone to a party or you may have gone, maybe you know somebody at work, where you just wonder, like, she has something. I don't know what it is. Like, she's something. She's some, some, something she's holding or some secret she has inside of herself. And I tell you what, the only quote-unquote secret that she has inside of herself is that she holds. And she's very intentional when she speaks because she has a lot of processes going on inside of herself and she lets that organize itself inside of her first. <sighs> She's also feeling comfortable feeling, feeling uncomfortable or feeling angry or feeling confused for a while or feeling disorganized for a while or feeling whatever emotions come up inside of her, like she feels safe to feel them, right? And so how do you learn to feel safe with an emotion is, well, you have to start to feel it, 
right? You have to start letting yourself feel it and just practice. And and what you, you know how you could practice actually is let's say you have a conversation with a friend and you could literally say, you know what? Like I could say this and this right now, but I could say that I, you know, I want to talk about, you know, what we're going to do tomorrow. And I want to talk about, uh, you know, maybe I'm going to talk about someone else to distract from myself, or maybe I'm going to gossip about a situation, or maybe I'm going to, you know, try to help you to distract from how uncomfortable I feel inside. And what this is suggesting is actually saying, yeah, exactly. Now you're actually telling the truth by actually feeling into yourself and not going into any other coping mechanisms anymore. So I hope that's helpful. Like, let me know in the comment section, because again, this is a complex topic and I'm happy to do follow-up videos on this as well, for sure. And the next feminine way to keep a man's interest is embrace the unknown. So picture this, you're on a date. Let's say you said something. Let's say Maybe you mentioned something, maybe maybe you shared a story or maybe you shared something vulnerable on the date, let's say, and you don't know yet how the man, what he thinks, how, how did it land? Is he feeling uncomfortable? Does he agree with you, right? Where's, how does he feel right now? So you're in this unknown and what happens is, when we're in this unknown, we usually want to get away from it, like just what I was explaining in a point number four. <clears throat> and what I'm actually saying is that like embracing the unknown, being the unknown, like feeling, breathing, if you have to, instead of like, let's say laughing, you know, a lot of times you can laugh when you feel uncomfortable. And the reason why is because the body inside wants to release tension. So there's actually tension happening. You know how the tension happens? It's because you say something, you feel uncomfortable, and then you're, you kind of hold your breath. And then because of that, everything retracts and everything gets tight and everything gets tense. And then, <laughs> so that the laughter releases that and makes space. However, that actually takes away from your true power because it's actually not authentic in that moment. The truth is you couldn't hold that tension inside of yourself and you wanted to release it as fast as possible. Instead, what you could do instead is actually take a breath. Or you could say, wow, that wasn't easy for me to share. And then take a breath. Something along those lines. And I'm certainly not suggesting for you to share your deepest, darkest secrets or anything like that. But it could be just something so little. Maybe you just talked a little too long and now you judge yourself to be selfish because one of your parents is a narcissist or something like that. It can be something so simple. You see, it's never really about the big things, but it's about the small hinges that oftentimes swing the big doors. That's where actually like the biggest breakdowns happen is actually with the small distinctions, just the small things that we don't do 
in the right way. Now, just uh, feedback for you, what we've actually found with that research with men is that men actually don't care if you're insecure, if you feel uncomfortable or any of this in the moment, like they like to feel the authentic connection with you. However, what they do mind is when you hide it, when you try to laugh it away, when you try to justify it away, when you try to talk it away, because they wonder, why is she doing that? Like, is, is it is this bad? Like, is she not trusting herself? So when you embrace the unknown, it's another thing would be, let's say you send a text message to a man and let's say he doesn't respond right away. What do you do? What I see so many women do who come to me in the very beginning, when we look at the text message exchanges that they have, I actually see that they that text back and they're like, hey, did you get my text? You know, I, I just want to make sure. I hope you had a good day. And so on and then, oh, now I need to send another text because now it's awkward. And before you know it, you're in this downward spiral. And what I'm suggesting is to say, okay, embrace the unknown. You sent a text message. Okay, now you're in the waiting. And what can you do in the waiting? Right, you can actually like, learn to see what is coming up inside of myself in that moment, right? Oh, I feel inadequate because what if I said the wrong thing? Um, what if he's never going to text me back? Maybe you start to feel panic. Maybe you want to actually do a release. Like maybe you want to scream into your pillow, right? It could be something that's a little bit more embodied. It could also be completely mental and overthinking and overanalyzing as well. So all of this is totally normal when you're on your journey to embrace the unknown. So as you can see, a big goal here is to actually break through unconscious patterns that you are running that keep you actually like in the sort of being taken advantage of or taken for granted kind of zone as opposed to being cherished, being adored, and being pursued. Next, if you haven't yet, take our free love quiz and free virtual coaching session to get a loving, long-term and committed relationship that you desire to have fast without loneliness, frustration, and attracting emotionally unavailable men by simply hopping over to getlovequiz.com or you can also pop here below into the comment or description section and click the link there. I had so much fun, lots of love, and I will talk to you soon.